0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of West Underground. We've got a band named Teddy Rizzo. There's about four of them in here at the moment. So I want to throw the mic over to you guys and um, describe who you
1: are and what you guys do in the band. Hi everybody, I'm Nathan and I play guitar in Teddy Rizzo. Jay, do you want
2: to to introduce (laughs) yourself?
3: I'm kid. Uh, I play drums in Teddy Rizzo. Cool.
4: And uh and and there's no there's not just two members in the in the band, is that? There? Yeah. There's also I mean, two Laurens as well.
1: Yeah, we we have two Laurens. So uh about Dawson, you want to introduce yourself?
5: Yep. Hey guys, I'm Lauren. So I play bass in the band.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey and guys,
6: I'm also Lauren and I sing in the band. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Now, guys, do you remember when you were in high school and there was two people that may have shared the same name as you and you would like and then when they would do like, you know, you you wanted to talk to the other one and someone yelled out, hey, Lauren, like, how do you differentiate between the two of you guys when you're rehearsing in a room and, you know.
6: Well, Nathan came up with LD and LC, which helps because like, that's pretty easy. But, um it's like it's like rare when you see a, a lauren but as soon as you do see a lauren it's like a flock of lauren's i feel like we're a special breed does anyone notice that or is it just me
0: no or 20. yeah i know a few
4: lauren's as well <clears throat> it's a common name for me i but i i'm yet to see the flock of lauren's i've met plenty of lauren's but i've never seen them all together you know like 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 pigeons in the park I, you know, i haven't seen the flock yet
6: yeah <laughs> yeah it's coming.
4: It's coming for you. No, <laughs> no, now, now I'm going to be really superstitious walking around for a flock of yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how did you, how did you like kind of start the band, you know, like, um, did you just happen to you know, bump into a flock of Laurens and decide to call it Teddy Rizzo and that's how it's happened or what what has been the journey and the progression of finding everybody and getting it all together?
1: Yeah, it's been been a pretty long journey, I suppose. Like I started, I guess I started the band about two years ago when I was just making shitty little videos for Instagram playing my guitar. (laughs) And then... um, one day, I just decided to record an EP, like because I had all these songs and I just decided to record them instrumentally. And then, um, through through like that process, I was trying to figure out, you know, do I want to do it like solo or give it a name? So I came up with the name because I just hated the sound of my own name, like <laughs> coming with the title. It just didn't sound fun or exciting. So, <laughs> anyways, I came up with the name and then. Um, I was shooting a video one day, and the director of that video is Joaquin's best friend, and then he introduced me to Joaquin, Um, and then we've been playing together for about a year, doing all shows, doing recording, uh, played in Sydney, played in Brisbane, stuff like that, and then we were talking for ages about bringing on some new people, and whether we wanted to bring on a singer, Um, and then we just met we met Lauren, um, the bass player, because we played a show with her and her other band, Final Gambit. Um, And then um, we were looking for a bass player and she reached out. Um, And then, you know, that's sort of gone really well. Um, So we're really happy there. And then through that process as well, we were looking for a singer and we had Lauren, we were talking to her for a couple of months and you know that's pretty much how um, we met each other.
4: But yeah, it's been,
1: it's been like a two-year process, really.
4: And now, like with the with the lineup that you've got, it's everything's like connecting well. Like, guys, you're all working together well. It feels like it's you know organic, and you're finding your you know your sound. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it
1: sounds like we had a we had a first uh, rehearsal a couple of weeks ago since lockdown. It just sounds really fucking sick <laughs> like because me me and Jay we would play and we like yeah cool all right next song yeah cool next song and we'd just go through it and, you know we'd have fun but then like with having everyone there it's just like fuck
4: yeah yeah it's like
1: hectic
6: yeah it'd be Definitely crazy for you as well idea. Nathan because Nathan's like never worked with a singer before or a bass yeah. player we're working with what in for how long just in
1: yeah like to have like more people there to, you know, talk to, bounce ideas off, create the music together. It's just, it's just unreal, you know, it really gives, I don't know, it's just a, it's such a hard thing to articulate to someone, that's, to someone that's not a musician, you know?
4: Yeah, yeah. Really,
1: it's really special.
4: Nice, man. Like that. that's great. That's what you want to, to feel like that, you know? Yeah um and like how did you come up with the name like you you I was, you briefly brushed over it but i mean your name is oddly pacific it sounds like i was expecting that there was going to be somebody in here named teddy I, you know like what's going on like yeah it's like play Jake Gladstone, something yeah, like
0: that. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what i was, thinking. Yeah, I, I was just, just a soloist just with a name that's what i thought for you go i thought it was like one guy but then i was like when I'm listening to you, I didn't want to say, hey, mate, or hey, guys. I guess I never. got it wrong. But then I saw there's more band members. So I went,
1: okay, hey, guys. So I've been following you for a long time as well. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like, I was, I watched the Clay J uh, interview that you guys did and I was like waiting for it. I'm like, oh, who, who's Clay? He uh, wasn't even in
0: the video. He
1: was saying, someone... it never even came. I was just saying, he like, wasn't there. Oh. It was
0: his band members are in it, but not him. Because apparently it's it's his nickname to the uh, pub or something, so he's not. Yeah, it's, well, um, interesting.
1: Yeah, Teddy Rizzo, like there is a there is a story behind it, but like I I prefer to think of it now. Like I because I had a feeling this question would come up, and I feel like it's it's become something so much more than what it originally was. You know, um, it's kind of like a. I don't, it's not—it's not really a symbol or anything, but it's sort of—I, I would describe it as like, you know, it's whatever you want it to be. It's whoever you want to be. Like, the reason why I started this whole project was because I was so sick of my boring life, working my shit job, just you know hating everything. And I just wanted to do something that everyone said I couldn't do. And now, you know, two years later, two and a half years later, here we are. All these people are here because they believe in it and it's just crazy so, t- so to answer your question teddy rizzo is whoever you want to be is, y- is your superhero alter ego whatever
4: <laughs> well teddy rizzo is also an alien in the picture which is of yeah. cool yeah yeah
0: that's why i bought the shirt I'm like this looks so good <laughs> and it came in black hell yeah <laughs> so good
4: yeah paul doesn't wear any other shirts but white like his wardrobe just consists of one color
0: yeah if they're all upside down they all look the same that's,
4: except for the cool teddy weird. one with the back patch
0: <laughs> I, I got lots of black as well yeah just can't wear anything else i don't know
4: <laughs> so the, the this so your logo is probably the most color paul's worn in a long time i mean yeah. it's got a bit of green <laughs> on it
0: oh that's awesome yeah look <laughs> yeah. here's a, the back patch
4: yeah, yeah.
1: I'm just, like, really, I'm, like, super into uh, Aliens. (laughs) No, it looks good. I I go down these crazy rabbit holes on on YouTube and all that. And, you know, so I just, I said to the designer, I'm, like, just make something iconic. (laughs) 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 He just did that.
4: Was, were you always into aliens or was that just something that kind of happened over lockdown? Like for me, I never had an interest in any of that like extraterrestrial stuff until lock, the first lockdown and it's kind of rattled on to the second one till so I had time to <laughs> oh, go down yeah. rabbit holes.
1: Man, always, always, always love like science fiction movies Pr- pretty much, probably since I saw ET or Independence Day or something like that. So yeah, yeah since I've been, since I was a kid. You
4: know, always into it. Nice, man. Nice. I I, yeah, I want, I want to kind of get away well, from this topic, otherwise I'll I'll be asking you questions and
2: <laughs> yeah, Hamish, <laughs> loves,
0: Hamish loves going rabbit holes into that <laughs> <it>, shit. <so. laughs> yeah. anyway, I'm just gonna ask with the new band members, have you guys like organized all the songwriting and who's gonna do what and everything yet? Or are you still um in a process of just testing out new things?
4: Oh, can I just, can I just pause you there, Paul, and just make this question a bit easier? (laughs) Have you... The way, the way that that was worded, I, I was, you know, I, my brain was thinking, have you, like, it almost sounds like have you assigned somebody the songwriting duties, you know? But uh, <laughs> like, what's the process for for you guys writing music? Is it is it like somebody, you know, there's somebody who kind of comes to the, you know, the group with, you know, uh, a, a set of lyrics and, um, and, you know, you kind of get together and put music to it. Or have you got somebody that's just kind of putting the base idea and going, I've kind of got this simple song. Let's put some, you know, what do you guys think?
3: Well, typically the way we've been doing it, um, I think over the last years, like Nathan will generally show up with his MacBook Pro and show me, all right, here's a bunch of demos I've been working on. And he'll basically have the whole track laid out with you know, just basic garage band drums. And then we just kind of jam out. And yeah, we work on the songs and we're kind of in an interesting position now because we've actually recorded basically on whole albums worth of music as an instrumental band and now we have a bass player and a singer so we're currently in the midst of adding music uh, adding lyrics to all these songs that we've kind of just got in the bank ready to go so it's pretty cool it's pretty exciting because everything feels so different now nice
4: nice and has that been hard to kind of sing over your instrumentals or has it been easy for 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 you Lauren
6: um, it's kind of how I've always, work, uh, always worked with music, I guess, to kind of train, um, to kind of train myself to freestyle and everything. Because uh, the way I kind of work musically is I would jam with people. You know, somebody will pull out a guitar, somebody will jump on the kit and we'll just jam and freestyle. So I'm very used to it. And my other band is also the same, where I'll just kind of freestyle over the top of music and just jam, come up with melodies on the spot. Um, so for like the past maybe I don't know two or three weeks um, I've been trying to just smash out um, the entire album (laughs) so I've been like um, going going into like a studio or something and just designating three hours a week to just smash out a song and get the bones down as much as I can and then um, then yeah once I've once I've got all the songs like demoed and everything I'll send it to them and they'll be like this that change this or change that or it's good or whatever and then it goes from there um but it's definitely in my comfort zone this style is out of my comfort zone which is cool um I really like but um the way that I'm writing over their instrumentals is totally within my comfort zone so it's been so easy to smash out this album
4: now question are you like writing when you're going in and you know trying to trying to seeing over, like over the tracks and you've mm-hmm. you're, you're in that process where you're you know you're working out and you're really trying to figure out what's working here are you thinking in terms of like lyrics or are you thinking in melody like are you writing out words or are you more or less trying to do it the other way
6: ah that's it that's a that's a good question because it um it's a total flow state you know like you just you jump on and whatever happens happens so pretty sure there's there's one song that we've got that called Lizard Queen and it basically was written on the fly I got the lyrics and everything on the on the fly and I wrote the song the quickest I'd written any of the songs and the lyrics were there the story was there the melody was all there um within a flash but then other songs I'll be like okay this chorus this is the chorus and then I'll work around the chorus and then I'll just so of be melody it's mostly melodies first and then I'll of freestyle whatever syllables fit in those melodies yeah. and then the story will start to create itself
4: now what is the story of lizard queen are, are you are uh, you wanting to be the, the the queen to jim morrison's lizard king like what's going <laughs> <around?
6: laughs> what, what is the story of lizard queen
4: <laughs> the, the opposite
0: of jim morrison <laughs> <laughs>
6: but it's actually so it was really weird I was like writing I was writing to it and then there's this part and I was just like saying it over and over again I was like in the back of the trunk there's a heartbeat and I kept on saying that over and over again and I was like what does this mean and then within like the next 10 minutes I had written a song about killing the queen and destroying the monarchy and (laughs) um that's that <laughs> Probably brutal the punk thing i've ever written to be honest but yeah it just came out of nowhere but i kind of i kind of vibe with it i i vibe with it a lot actually
1: <laughs> it's a it's a dope song honestly yeah. like, <laughs> ever it's since
6: the most fun
1: yeah ever since um lauren's you know added the lyrics to all the songs like there's just such a, a new level of excitement in in the tracks like you know it's i'm, I'm really keen to get out uh and play these guy play these songs for, for you guys live it's going to be so going to be fucking sick the, the, set, the set that we have going is just so high energy I know, I know Jay's gonna be wrecked after it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, Jay goes yeah. hard too. Like even yeah. at practice, he's just like, you
1: know,
6: half <laughs> from washing while he's playing the drums. It's
3: sick. Go <laughs> hard or go home, man. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. What,
0: what about yourself, uh, Lauren on the bass? Do you have to um add bass to these songs as well? Or you have to learn learn the bass that they give you.
5: Um so I've kind of Nathan sent through like tabs for the songs which was super helpful Um, and then I kind of I learnt the guitar parts from that and I would kind of play that on bass and then once I was comfortable with that I'd kind of mess around a little bit and change it in parts but I'd base most of it around his riffs because they're quite like heavy chunky riffs which fit really well on the bass so Yeah, it's kind of like just getting the basic riffs down and then just seeing what like some of them I had little like tunes that would come in my head so then I just figure that out and then come up with that but yeah just seeing what pops in my head really
4: nice nice I think that's a pretty like organic process
0: got it easier than the other lauren because she got given the base steps, whereas the other, the other one had like oh, okay i got
4: nothing i'm still like my my brain is trying to work out like when <laughs> i like because when you when you were saying the words lizard queen before i, I just kind of had this like image that it kind of created and then when you said it was about you know writing about the monarchy like it's just, just you know it's just you know my head's all over the place now just thinking how you <laughs> have you not heard about like
6: one? have you not heard about like um not only mark zuckerberg but like the queen or like the reptilian race yeah
2: Maybe yeah that,
6: where like everyone theorizes that the queen is actually a reptile um lizard yeah. people lizard people yeah so like mark zuckerberg's yeah. in there I'm pretty sure steve jobs was in there but
1: I'm sure. I'm sure there's got to be like a South Park episode about this or something like that.
6: Surely, (laughs) I've written a song about this, like a South Park episode, because I am. I'm such a grandma with this kind of shit.
4: (laughs) Do you reckon? um, (laughs) Do you reckon there's something to it, or it's just like you make enough money and then you become, then you suddenly get scaly and become a reptile, or? (laughs) all the reptiles are the ones that just make the money from the start because they're i don't know
6: yeah don't put pop stars and all that rich people just come out of nowhere like Mm. where do they come from do you know anyone who's like part of the one percent i mean it is a small percentage but (laughs) they breed within themselves surely
1: yeah, it's oh. all family stuff. Like, oh, like the, the Rothschilds in New York. Like they're just a, a, an entire just family, family of, ge, gen, generations of rich people.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're
6: like, laying eggs under rocks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I remember, I remember hearing like years ago about the lizard people. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just Holy <laughs> it
2: just came I out really nowhere, hey?
0: <laughs> oh, That's right.
4: Yeah, I you, you, you have to wonder with those ones, but like the Mark Zuckerbergs, I just wonder, like, is it, is it more of a case of like, no one cared until you did made Facebook? Like no one, you know, you're just Mark, you're just regular old Mark.
6: Regular old Mark. Yeah. yeah and then maybe he went through some kind of like genetic transformation, which just made him immortal and a little bit robotic and a little bit reptilian he's so yeah. robotic
3: it's like so one of us
0: really weird yeah yeah
4: and if the queen the was like
3: Mark zuckerberg is locked in a closet somewhere and we're just saying, yeah he's <laughs> locked in a closet with michael jackson oh, now <laughs> no, that's a south park
4: now but I, you would think if the queen was a reptile right like i'm just i'm just i've just had a thought it's like you think you'd move out of england right because like all the snakes that i've ever seen in my life they're they're always out in the sun trying to be on a rock or something trying to get a bit warm and the queen's just left herself in the middle of england you'd think and you never it's see cold. her on buckingham palace that's a really the good point yeah
6: <laughs> do you reckon she has her own hydroponics room that she just kind of like slithers into and just lies on a, <laughs> lies on lies under a big hydroponic lamp. Like she can probably afford it, you know, with, you know, all the tax cuts.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I read the other day. She's a proper alcoholic. Like the queen oh, really? Queen Lizzie is having like four cocktails a day, each with oh, three shit. shots in them. She's loaded all the time. The only okay. reason she's waving like, however she waves like this is probably because she's got the shakes. Cause she doesn't have a lot of drink, <laughs> you know, That's what I reckon. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that makes sense. The roast of the English family right now. How good. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're we're Scottish. gonna get, like, You should be loving it, mate. Cool. Yeah, it was so
4: good. Uh, anyway, so what's the inspirations for the next couple of tunes?
1: <laughs> oh. Um. So, like, musically, when when I'm when I'm writing, like, the song. Sometimes I just come up with like dumb names that, that pop into my head for whatever I feel like. At the time, like one song we had was called Pancakes because I felt like Pancakes when I was writing it. Didn't really have anything else other than that in mind. <laughs> and, that's, and that's sort of uh, when when Lauren's come in to, to write her parts, that's what's turned into Lizard Queen. So I don't know if that's connected at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, from a music standpoint, I just like to write fun, riffs and fun songs like if I can dance to it then I know it's it's good enough for me like sometimes I'll, I'll be in like a real dark place and I'll write something like really emotional but for the most part I just like making cool riffs but yeah like I don't know Lauren what what do you think when you write the lyrics
6: well yeah, as I said before, like it's always in a bit of a flow state, right? So I don't really plan on any of um, any of this at all. I think the best things are left unplanned, but a lot of it seems to go in the territory of very like um, like sociopolitical and stuff like that. Um, I guess I, I'm quite a highly opinionated person and the band can probably vouch for me. I talk a lot, (laughs) I've got a lot to say, I don't shut up. Um, So yeah, a lot of it is like, there's one song that I've written and lyrically, um, it's about like how, um, how women are kind of told how to dress and how to be and how to be ladylike and stuff like that. And I kind of really hate that shit. Um, So I wrote that song um, and then like, there's other things like discussing the, the new PM for example and his uh, his views on like abortion laws and all that kind of stuff um I find that's uh it just hits really close to me and I think with Nathan's expression I have just channeled like those feelings through his writing because it'll be different for everything but because of the way that Nathan writes, I seem to have this more like political, very opinionated very way of like writing. And it's only because of the music that Nathan writes, because I I've never really touched on anything political. Um so it's it's really cool. I like that I like the I like the the writing aspect and how it's kind of fused and inspired. Yeah. It's, it's cool. kind
1: it's it's weird. Like I feel like we all have like the four of us all have these individual frustrations at, at things in life and in our personal lives and I feel like it really comes out in the music like I'm not a very uh, vocal person I don't really speak up too much about political stuff or racism stuff but you know like when I do see that happen- happening like it's obviously you know terrible and I've never really been able to just express myself as an individual person other than through playing guitar. So like the, the I think probably the heaviest song we have is called Olympus Mons. And like that riff is just fucking brutal. And, when, and that's Jay's favorite slash most hated song because the way he plays the drums on that is just absolutely brutal as well. We've had to pull it forward in the set because it's so heavy. But it's, yeah. It t- really takes the energy out of us, <laughs> and like you know, that's. I love it in the response. Yeah, I
6: love like, the name. I love the name.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a fucking badass name. <laughs> it's
2: cool.
4: Question for you, Jay: How many sticks do you have to bring to the gig?
3: <laughs> um, at least two to three pairs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just to be safe. Um But yeah, it's never more than... uh, It's never less than two pairs, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you
4: ever snap them when you... Sorry? Do you ever snap them?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, more than I am proud to admit. Um, (laughs) A lot of trees have been knocked down just to support my drumming. So, you know. Yeah. But it's good, you know. If you're not breaking sticks, what's the point?
4: Yeah, that's that's it. Well, at least we know that you're proper brutal then. (laughs) <laughs> Upper
3: Brewery. Upper Brewery. Oh yeah,
2: Rock and roll.
4: i was i was hoping though before lauren you were you know when i was asking about like you know inspiration i was hoping that you were going to say you know you, you know the strange conspiracy theories <laughs> and i was like can we expect a flat earth song but um... uh,
6: you know what it might be i mean like yeah, I, I kind of I got the vibe that Nathan was into it. And then, like, as I was asking, like, what does this name mean or whatever? Like Olympus Mons. I asked him what Olympus Mons meant. And it's the tallest mountain in Mars. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, it's like the, uh, the biggest mountain in the solar system. And it's on Mars. You can Google it. <laughs> but how do we
4: really know that, though? Like, no one's seen it. Well, yeah, that's the question, mate,
1: uh, you know, that, that's what the scientists tell us, <laughs> so, unless you, uh, you want know, to go against the scientists, but, you know, or, or whip, whip out a telescope of your own. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, our sense of data collection is, is only limited to what we've chosen to create, you know, so there could be a taller mountain on Mars. But yeah, I only really gathered that. <laughs> I only really gathered that um, this was all kind of spacey. So it, um, there are a couple of once I started writing a bit more because I was just writing, you know, whatever for myself. And then like once I kind of gathered um, the vibe of, um, you know, the ideas and everything, I've started to get a bit more on the ethereal side now, um, which has been it's been fun to explore that. It's been fun to explore that because, like, definitely with the softer songs, I feel like it affects it a bit more. Um, so yeah, stranded, stranded on an on an alien planet is the theme of one of the songs. <laughs> nice,
4: <laughs> nice. I was I was thinking the other day, you know, like you know how they're kind of opening the world up to, to like commercial space travel. Slowly, you've got all the rich, you know, the lizard people you know, supposedly going to space, <laughs> at the space and everything. Mm. (laughs) Um, you know if that's the case the the next big landmark for a band to do would be you know to play in space
6: yeah
4: (laughs) i I think think, like
1: if there was ever going to be a band that would play on, like, the moon or Mars, it would probably be someone like Metallica or...
4: Oh, Pink Floyd, for sure. Pink Pink Floyd, sorry.
1: sorry.
6: (laughs) (laughs) we got to sharpen up our support pitches then. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Metallica on the
6: moon featuring Teddy Rizzo. Uh, Metallica, (laughs)
1: if you're watching, or Pink Floyd, if you're watching. Oh,
6: yeah. (laughs) Or Roger Waters, really. Definitely.
1: uh, Happy to to support, (laughs) anyway. We
6: believe
5: in face (laughs)
4: <laughs> i couldn't see i don't know this is just my imagination but i just can't see metallica up there on the, on the on the moon i can see like you know king gizzard and the lizard wizard and those kind of bands out up there you know floating around I probably can't
6: what. see because it it's so far away
3: true <laughs> <laughs> really nah, king
6: gizzard for sure will be on the fucking moon if anyone's gonna be on the
3: moon yeah <laughs> <laughs>
4: ah uh, well I, you guys have got a couple of years before i reckon that you know that starts to pop off so you've got a while to get you know get the resume together or maybe you're the is in the future who knows who knows nathan who knows? might even
6: build a rocket ship at this point
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> well well if you do man just let me know i want to go up and have a look
1: well that's the plan take take this
4: band to the top so we'll get there, we'll get there one day
6: <laughs> that isn't the limit
4: Literally and physical, you know. <laughs> but um, guys, what would you like to do in the future? Like, what are the future goals for your band? Um, I guess like obviously, in, in the
1: um, like big big picture sort of styles. Obviously, you know, we want to be uh, we want to make good music first of all, and you know, develop that that fan base, and you know, because that's what it's all about. If you don't have a good fan base, then you know, it's it's going to be hard to get anywhere. But obviously, you know, enjoy the music ourselves. But, you know, I think, um, you know, we want to go take this as far as we can. We want to, you know, get get up as like, you know, like the DZ Death Rays or the Violent Soho, so to speak, you know. And I think we can. I think we've got such a, a strong presence in the band. We've got such really good songs. I think it's just a matter of putting them out in a... Um, strategic way and getting them you know played on the radio and stuff like that and navigating all that bullshit is <laughs> the hardest part really <laughs>
4: yeah for sure
1: but yeah. yeah like what one one of my little goals is you know to get um to get on triple j and and do that uh, like a version theme. i think that'll be
3: really cool one day we can do that that'd be awesome
4: that's yeah, just me really for sure and um but like, as a band, do you guys set little goals too? Like, you know, like, the like, all right, you know, like uh, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, when we're doing this podcast, me and Paul will have little discussions and it's kind of like, we'll say things that we want to do, but it's like a month or two months or three months down the track. Are you guys doing, do you do that as well? Like you, like, oh, we should play here. We, you know, I want to have this released by here. Mm. Um. Yeah, we, like I have a little
1: to-do board that's right in front of me right now with all yeah. post notes and stuff. So yeah, we, we have, um, you know, little goals that we set for ourselves. We just had a meeting the other day to talk about, you know, just the, the band as a whole, like our general image and stuff like that, because it's just something that Jay and I never really worried about. We never spoke about it. And now that we have a full-blown band that people can connect with, you know, it's important to sort of think about those things um yeah i think in terms of like little goals and stuff just making good music really yeah getting getting the the singles ready um and getting some shows lined up um that we need to announce in the next couple of weeks but yeah just getting getting the songs as perfect as they can be and and then organizing the release yeah
2: because
6: we are only very um well, Lauren and I are in the very recent editions as well. So we haven't really had time to, like, really kind of know what we need to do to solidify everything. I think once, like, well, I mean, once the album is done, everyone's waiting on me. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, once we tighten up as a live act, which is so important, um, once those two are sorted then yeah. it'll be on to the next thing then it'll be on to you know recording and then it'll be on to you know um <clears throat> the releasing strategy after that as well but because we're so new it's kind of like oh let's just get the songs right <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> yeah and it's it's so good to have both of the Laurens um with us now because like before I would just message Jay and I would say like I would always come up with random stupid ideas like oh we're gonna do this and he'd be like oh yeah okay cool but now that like the laurens are here i'll message something in the chat and they'll be like yeah no no let's not do that (laughs) i'm like okay cool i'll just shut up and keep playing guitar do
4: you have conversations with each other and it's like all right let's let's check with the laurens now i know otherwise the
2: flock of laurens will
6: come (laughs) like
4: you're talking like will the laurens like this (laughs) No,
1: nah, we we have this band chat. Um, and we're just talking that. Uh, I think the other day, like we were talking so much, like there was like over 50 messages in there and Dawson was like, what the hell's going on, guys? <laughs> I've been gone for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, it's always me and Nathan really actually it's you and yeah, I it's you fucking
1: and
6: <laughs> I just don't stop talking. Like as I said before, like I literally just don't shut the fuck up. There was one time when we had a we had a band meeting, I think, the other day. <laughs> and um it was just I could, I'd, I'd never used Zoom before, so I didn't realize that they're like you could click over and see the rest of the people. Yeah. So I thought it was just me and Nathan, and I was just passing <laughs> time just talking shit, yeah. just like
2: oh, <laughs> talking yeah. so much shit,
6: just about fucking random ass shit. And I was like, where is everyone? And then they were both like, oh, we're, we're here. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Anyway,
2: band meeting time.
4: <laughs> very easy to do that though with Zoom when you first start. Like, it is, a Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, am I
0: on? Oh, for God's sake! My mic wasn't working all the time. <laughs> oh, why That's it start hilarious. working now? I was cool. like trying to. Jump. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say something about um yakin. I was like, if you ran out of the drumstick, you just use your hands, like the thunder of John Bonham. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: and, I and I was trying to say it. I was like,
6: <laughs> why is no one responding? Oh to
4: <laughs> hey, you know what it's like to live the life of a mindful
0: yeah <laughs> was I was minding. i was clicking. i was playing i was clicking as well trying to find the audio it just wouldn't work
4: oh, oh right. that's so random that's <laughs> oh wow and and um i i had a question but then now that you cut, you've piped out paul i've forgotten what I, exactly what i was going to ask you've
6: That's all right. It'll come to you. We can cut this part if you just want to sit there and think.
4: Oh, no. (laughs) I have a a question for you guys. Yeah, go on.
1: How did did you guys get this all started? Because i one one of my stupid ideas I told to Joaquin a couple of years ago was that I wanted to start a podcast as well. So that never happened, thank God, because I'm terrible at talking. So,
4: how how did you guys get all this started? And how did you get all the connections with all the bands? Well, it it, it uh, Well, I had the idea. I was sitting on a bus when I was 15, and I was li- listening to Joe Rogan in the in Dubbo, where I, where I lived. Anyway, I, I thought, oh man, this this is a cool. I thought, oh, this would be a good idea if somebody did that for music. And I banked that note in my head. Anyway, life happened. I went and played. I moved down to Sydney. I started playing music, whatever. And then COVID, the first lockdown happens, and I just and I've gone. Oh, I can't play any shows there's you know my band what whatever we we've all this we started fighting and stuff like that and I just thought bug, bugger this me and the bass player of our of our band were quite tight and also it was lucky because his dad is like a like a like a like a minister in in a in a in a, in a church so when lockdown happened they went they were granted all these like cameras to be able to facilitate you know virtual mass essentially and um i was like great could, what are the chances we could start a, a podcast and you know bring all those cameras around because we're in, we're in lockdown and this was the first lockdown where it wasn't really a lockdown you could still have your friends over and do whatever you wanted it was like a 10 or twenty person limit and um and then you then because i had all the time under the sun it was like how would this be possible and then who could we have and then you kind of went down that road and then when we all suddenly went back to work you know it was very hard to keep going and then this time round, paul paul started you know getting the page reactive again and then um, I, and because of the podcast, the a radio station asked me to come in, you know, was, you know, I got into that and started that. And, um, and it was just a good time to come back because I was like, Oh, I've got all these these other people that I want to talk to now as well.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I remember that phone call.
0: I was in my lying bed and you rang me up because I wanted to do this podcast yeah. and, and you've been a Frankie's all the time, Paul, you know, all these people. I'm like, yeah, I probably could kickstart with some people like Blake guitarist, Pierre and. Course we had Danny Sands. I was like, oh, we'll kick with that. And then it just kept going. And then we got Wicker Things, the Fossix, Fangs, and all that. We just kept building this network. And then the second round network came because we got Zoom. And then it was just easier to Zoom with people in, like, yeah. Melbourne and LA and all that. And we just continued doing that.
1: Yeah, I was watching the um, the Fangs one. They, they came over to the house and they're all pissed. <laughs> I was like... When you guys sent us the invite to come over, I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be sick!" Ah, <laughs> yeah.
4: look, we'll have to start doing it. But like, when we would, oh, when we would oh. do it the old way. We were so fucked in all of those videos that we did. We drank so much. Like my garage has a whole shelf from like you know two parking, like these are two parking spots, and there's a whole line of like you know spirit bottles. We drank. We were we were drunk in every video for that first season. That's <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's so awesome.
4: And th- and this time we are cold sober. So, <laughs> but uh, are
6: well, you doing well?
4: i'm I'm a little bit buzzed from my my uh my
1: apple juice
4: so so that that time you're talking about when the when the fangs guys come over that was that was insane because like we we kind of we would always have alcohol there for like guests you know and stuff like that but when they came over they brought like a case of beer and like a bottle of like fireball yeah and before we even started they're just like shot no, can we just and the, the other guy's canadian like the singer and he's like man can we just do another round of shots before we start <laughs> by the time we've started i'm nearly seeing double vision that's so awesome yeah those boys are a
1: crazy bunch of bunch of bunch of lads just always partying <laughs> they're awesome
4: yeah literally literally <laughs> I think it took like a day or two to kind of recover from that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I can I cannot deal with hangovers anymore, dude. Like, it takes me like a good a good two or three days before I'm back to back to normal. Like, I'm in my mid thirties now. I just can't deal. <laughs>
4: yeah, me too, man. Like, I I've, I've I've knocked drinking on the head now. I've I've stopped. I haven't had a drink for like three months. Not because it was like I had some. Um, just more because I like started to feel really bad from the hangovers. And I was like, mm. oh, no, I, I should, think I should just stop now while I'm, you know, while I'm ahead and just yeah. cut it out completely. Cause it'll take me like a day or two to, you know, to kind of get the, get back online again. Yeah.
1: that's
4: it. But um, yeah, I admire those people that are able to, able to do it. Like the things dudes, I'm just like,
2: how do yeah. you do
4: it? Yeah. Jay,
1: Jay has a, has a good habit of being able to back up night after night, don't you, Jay?
3: <laughs> I, I do what I can. You're <laughs> a good guy, that's for sure.
4: <laughs> nice. now. You, well, like when you guys are playing, like, um, have you guys done like m- like many gigs uh, together around Sydney?
1: Uh, so Jay and I have. Yeah, we've played several gigs in sydney and a couple up in brisbane and it was just the two of us but we haven't um done a show the four of us together yet we have we have a couple lined up i'll say um nothing announced yet but hopefully in the next couple of days we'll be able to announce something yeah um but yeah we have a couple planned and we're really we're just really getting getting in the zone ready to to do that because um yeah, it's gonna be real fun, really exciting.
4: Beautiful, man. And like, uh, have, have you guys done any gigs yet where you've had a rider, Like where the venues of last year, like what, how much, how much, what do you, what booze do you want? What beers do
6: you want? <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I, I'll,
1: I'll say something quickly and then I'll let the other guys say. So the first time we played at Frankie's was the first time I had played a show in 10 years. Wow. So Jay, Jay would have been a baby back then 10 years ago because <laughs> he's the youngest in the band. But then when I was talking to Jordan, Jordan's like, oh, yeah, 150 writer. And I'm like, what's what's a writer?
2: Like,
1: <laughs> does, 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 it, does he want me to pay him 150 to play the show? So I, I'm like transferring money. I'm like, yeah, dude, just send me your bank account details and I'll transfer you. And he's like, no, no, no. And so like <laughs> that was my first experience with, with it. With it. Bar tab or a writer, so to speak.
4: <laughs> oh man, it's awesome. Mm. What, about, what about the rest of you guys?
6: I think the first writer I got was when I played the last Hot Damn. It was like 2016, maybe. Do you guys remember Hot Damn? Yeah. No?
2: Yeah.
6: Yeah. Um, and that was pretty cool but we played with a band called endless heights and we didn't realize we just got like a like i think it was like two six packs of beer or something like we didn't realize that we could actually like request special things and the band that we played with endless heights they ordered like doritos and salsa and like all this other shit and we were just like whoa that's crazy (laughs) and then we were introduced into the world of requesting writers and we're like wait a
2: minute we
1: well, can get shit. Yeah, <laughs> we can get it is the best. We, <laughs> well, we, we definitely have to get big enough so that we can start requesting writers. Cause fuck
6: yeah, I want Doritos and salsa. I, I
1: I didn't know that you could do
4: that. <laughs>
1: I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just happy to be there. I don't care.
4: Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah same. <laughs>
4: yeah but like that that first time you, you get a writer or anything like that it's 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 a game changer you're like what is this sorcery you know yeah
1: <laughs> Dude, like the other day i was watching one of your episodes where you had radicals on yeah we we played that show with them at frankie's that night and they were saying they were in the green room just hanging out at frankie's i'm like no one told me about the green room at frankie's.
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, yeah <yes." laughs> Well, it's open as a bar. Like, you know, there's the one downstairs. Yeah. the whiskey. No, I,
1: I had no idea. No one told me about it. Like, because the way Frankie's operates, it's just so fluid. Like, yeah, you kind of expected to know the deal. Like, no one really tells you anything because you, they kind of just assume that everyone knows. And I had no idea. I never asked. It never bothered me. But when I saw that, when I saw them say that, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah because in smaller sydney pubs as well like there's not that many green rooms so when you do like get a green room it's it's really it's really cool it's really cool yeah. i think the um the biggest green room i've ever played at was like oxford art factory it's yeah. the biggest green room ever that it's
1: yeah. tiny <laughs> um... i can't think
6: of another that's any bigger yeah
1: you know, it would be good to uh Hang out somewhere before the show, cause like I was shit in my pants at that show. I remember me and Jay were on stage, setting up, and we we're both just like,
2: <sighs> <laughs>
1: "Oh my god!"
2: Just <laughs> like that.
4: I think I think the good thing about like you know, um, Frankie's too is like you've just got random people there that are on their on their nights out that are just pissed anyway. So even if you do have a bad show. I don't think you're really held accountable as much. It doesn't it probably wouldn't hurt as much as like having a show where you've had to drag out all your friends and family and they're all there. Yeah. Sp-
1: speaking of friends and family, I was telling my mom how we have a show coming up at, like around the, the New Year period because she's yeah. going to come down from Queensland. I'm like, oh, we have a show on this date. Are you going to be in town? She just left me on red for like a few hours and then she's like oh no we just changed our dates we can't make it
6: sorry
1: oh i'm like all right
6: yeah she'll catch us soon no
1: worries
4: mate that's fine <laughs> now you've just got to change the goal and to to go up there and play at, it you know where wherever in queensland that they are mm. and then they're forced to kind of have to come because you're there. We did, we did that, Amish, <laughs>
1: and they still didn't come. We went up to Queensland specifically to see them. We stayed at their house, organized it, organized the show on the weekend. They still didn't come.
4: <laughs> Fuck. I don't know how to, what to say there, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, well. just, my, my dad likes meatloaf, so I don't think he likes heavy metal. You know?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> when you get the rider in the future, send the limo driver to pick them up in the stretch, you know, limousine and then, they, then they're forced. <laughs> oh,
2: that's a couple
6: oh, of years away now. <laughs>
4: yeah. oh. oh, man. But um, have you guys got any, like, places around Sydney that you, like, venues that you want to play that you haven't yet ticked off the bucket list? Like, have you guys played Oxford Art Factory as a band yet?
1: I'll let someone else talk for a second because I've been uh, talking all day.
2: Fuck <laughs> in. <laughs> um, we have
3: not. No, not as a band. But hopefully soon. Oh.
2: Yeah.
3: So, yeah, I think Enmore would be dope, actually. I feel like that's kind of, I think for any Sydney band, that's sort of like the, yeah. yeah, that's sort of the holy grail of local Sydney gigs. Yeah. Oh, and Enmore. Sure.
6: Enmore is huge, isn't it? It's like 500 capacity or something like that. Metro is pretty big too. I think that's like mm. a few thousand.
4: Yeah, yeah. Metro is well, definitely
6: my goal. Like, I've I've always wanted to play the Metro Theater.
4: Can you can you play the Metro Theater? Like, can you you can? I'm pretty sure you can. You guys could host a gig there as long as you had you know, and put a oh, support thing together if you really wanted to. so
6: expensive to fucking host at the Metro Theatre. It's ridiculous. It's like, at least, I think the higher fee is at least a few grand. Oh. And like, yeah. And a, a local band booking a gig at the Metro Theatre would be the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> like
2: just would not yeah. not be smart <laughs>
1: i i I would love to play um like the or crowbar i remember playing at the bald face stag before it was crowbar like 10 years ago for the first and last time there and it was it was pretty good back then so i don't know what it's like these days but yeah that'd be cool to play one of the biggest shows with one of the bigger bands like fangs or something like that
4: man i'm it's it's more than possible you know like
1: yeah, well that, that's why I'm excited to to play these upcoming shows because I think we're going to come out of the gates, you know, pretty pretty hot and hopefully get a few people talking about us. So it'll be good.
4: Yeah, for sure, man. And like like it like all that I think all that stuff, like all those little goals of like playing different venues and with different bands. Like I think that'll you'll probably knock that off your bucket list by next year, Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, well assuming there's no more uh COVID nonsense, you know. I think um the plan is just to try try and play a show once a month and you know just see what happens, go with the flow. Like I always worry too much about booking shit and, and doing too much stuff. And Lauren always says to me, She's like, just relax, man. Shit will yeah. come, shit will come, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah,
6: that's it. It's like it's it's a snowball effect for sure. Like yeah. Yeah. um it just kind of one person will see you, they'll like your vibe, you'll just get offers and, you know, it's it's a very supportive scene as well, which I've always loved because I've kind of been through the ringer with my band for like um, five or six years now. And we learned very quickly that if you are, if you share the same kind of passion and you work just as hard as these other bands that are working yeah. just as hard. Like they see that, they resonate with that. They'll support you. You know, it's a really good support network that we actually have. And we're very lucky to have the local scene that we do, you know, because they're yeah. serious musicians, but they're also really down to earth. And yeah, yeah. always willing to just, you know, support, which I, I love. I'm so grateful to be in Sydney and be a musician.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely an, an awesome scene to be a part of. So it's, I'm very, I'm very grateful that we
4: have a, a spot, so to speak, on the scene. For <laughs> wow, sure, man, and it's like, one thing I've probably realized by you know doing this podcast and talking to so many people is sometimes you you kind of have different people that are maybe you know up on high your higher levels of the music scene, if that's what you want to call it. I'm just trying to you know yeah, you know, yeah. the yeah, the little yeah. hierarchy of how how it kind of works, but you you kind of imagine these people to be you know your mind kind of builds it up, and as soon as you're actually there, you know having a conversation or chatting along to people. You realise, yeah. oh shit, we're just we're all you know human, and you know you're just good blokes that have done this or gone on That's that it. scene or this scene. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything is like that too. Like every you know you are mentioning the crowbar before, and there's like a there's like a bunch of bands that that I know that are in that little little crowbar scene that all kind of go there, and one of them will have a gig, and then they'll invite the others to support, and it works all vice versa, and same with the Lansdowne and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I, I figured, I think Sydney is one of those places that the more people you know, the better, you know the, the, you know, the more people that you know and you get along with and the more bands that you meet and vibe with, I think it's the easier for, for you and your band to kind of network with. Because, you know, like every band wants to have like bands that support them to be fun and, you know, they're the, you know, to be friends with. Because if you're friends yeah. and you finish a gig, you want to all kick on together
2: yeah
1: like i think um you know if if you're just a a band starting out and you immediately hit up a a big name band for a show like that's obviously gonna go nowhere but you're gonna you know start a dialogue with them you know they're just random people they're just normal people you know like talk to them like normal and then you know don't just hit up a big band straight up for a show like yeah yeah you you gotta have a dialogue with people and and do as much as you can on your own to begin with as well. Like, I think one thing that I would say to any band starting out, just keep going, keep doing it. Like, so many people told me that this was so stupid before I started this. And now, you know, two years later, it's become bigger. Like, right now, it's bigger than I ever thought it was ever going to be. And it's just going to keep going, you know? So, yeah, I think you've just got to... Take it easy, do as much as you can on your own and just keep going. That's the most important thing. Just keep keep moving forward. Keep hammering. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely vibe with that as well. Like to kind of expand on that from what I've learned as well. And like what I've observed is that there's hard work in perfecting your craft and putting in that hard work. There's also the hard work that you have to put in to actually like show up, show face, show up to other people's gigs, network like networking is a part of the work that you need to put in and it's a very slow burn, but Mm -hmm. you know, you just see who you vibe with. And, you know, generally everyone's, everyone's like-minded. Everyone's the same. Everyone's down to earth. Everyone's human. You know, it's not about, um, you know, you, you just, yeah, you've just got to show up and you'll definitely vibe with them. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. And go to shows, go to other people's shows as well. And just put your hand out there and, you know, say hello. And, make yourself, make yourself, you know, at least, you know, known and, you know, go out and support other stuff as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And um, like, and also, you know, what, I, you know, it all else is kind of weird. And I wanted to ask your band as well. Like, I feel like in today's kind of, you know, the music music world you kind of have to be you wear so many different types of hats you've you've almost got to wear like the marketing hat for your band and you know that you know that dictates like you know your kind of general image that you're putting out on the different social media forums and stuff like that and then you've also kind of got to manage you know writing your music and you know and then there's got to be somebody in the band who manages booking and looking after gigs and Um, And then, you know, somebody who's creating the content to go on all these social media platforms. So how do you guys juggle, I suppose, the inside jobs? Who does what?
3: Nathan. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, Yeah, so I'm very fortunate that my, like I may be a guitarist in a cool band, but I still have a day job. (laughs) And I'm very fortunate that my day job is not as consuming as others. So, you know, I have a lot of free time. (laughs) Um, So most of the time I'm just sitting in my room that I'm in now, I'm either, you know, rehearsing or writing or coming up with content and and a plan for our future, like a a schedule and stuff like that. And I try not to bombard social media with uh, nonsense on the band page, like, because, you know, it's always been, like, um, b- before everyone joined, it was just my page, so I just put up whatever. But now, as people have joined and it's become a, a legit band, I've moved away from, you know, posting my personal thoughts or, and all that sort of shit and photos about my dog on the band page. <laughs> and I've just moved that to my my personal page. But, yeah, like, I, I try not to... I think it was... Um, I was watching Rogan, and someone said one day about you know is this post going to be worth someone's time like everyone's time on earth is is really short so i don't really i try not to post stuff and just bombard people with bullshit you know unless we have a big announcement or something you know legitimate that we want people to pay attention to You know, that's really um how i manage the social media uh, pages but in terms of bookings as well like like i said i've got a lot of free time so i've i'm always emailing people and and as i said before lauren tells me to shut the fuck up and <laughs> relax for a minute if i'm trying to book too many shows or anything like that and sometimes shows will fall in our laps like we had i think we had to turn down two shows last week because they just didn't line up with our schedule um so yeah like it's mainly me doing all the the ad mini type stuff and i'm trying to trying to make a record label as well at the moment. So yeah, it's a um it's a, a lot of emails. <laughs>
4: yeah. Wow, man. And um like I, I I feel like I was talking to a, a girl, a, like a lady named Monica Strutt on a previous episode. And yeah. one thing that she said is like as a as a as a band, as a you know musicians, you kind of got to if you really want to be serious about a band, you've you've got this kind of 18 18 month you know uh around about two years to be to where you've kind of just got to fucking grind and go do all the all the shows everywhere and then after that you can kind of sit back but it seems like you guys are starting to get that little bit of the snowball effect starting if you if you're turning down shows that's a good thing
1: oh don't get me wrong i I never want to turn down a show like I, i love playing live and i'm sure everyone else in the band does as well but you know, if, if things don't line up, you know, then we, we just, we don't want to um, be a detriment to the other bands playing the venue and, and ourselves. So I never, I never want to, but sometimes you have to, you know, turn down shows. And I think, you know, we've, we've gone through that, like, as you said, that grinding phase for the last, um, you know, what is it? Two years now, something like yeah. that. I, I still think we're there. We've still got a mountain to climb in front of us, but, you know, with, uh, with the Laurens mm-hmm. joining us <laughs> I think it's going to be a much easier uh, climb like I think I think just come come
4: to the first show is all yeah. I'll say come to the first show
6: yeah we're we gonna see you there man oh
4: when, w- when have I oh. got to come out when what what's the day
6: <laughs> sorry I thought that we I thought that we told you but we have to keep it hush don't we I'm, ta- I'm
1: talking to you and the audience as well <laughs> all right all right all right <laughs> well when it's
6: announced we'll let you know and then hopefully we'll see you
2: there
4: (laughs)
1: it'll be be
4: early december as well so well that'll work well by the so when if you're watching this right now head over to instagram jump on the jump on the on the gram and uh have a look at uh when the next show is yeah hit us up on the socials (laughs) yeah for sure like and uh follow like and subscribe (laughs) I was going to say that, but then I realized, oh, no, that's only for, that's only for, for YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah. Or
6: no, past my brain as well. We've got, we got
1: <laughs> a YouTube channel as well.
4: <laughs> ah. And um, yeah, head over the, we'll have your YouTube in the bio below. So guys, if you want to have a look, you know, jump down and, you know, pop over. And then, and like, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and also while you're here, like, and subscribe.
1: Yeah, like and
6: subscribe <laughs> to, to West Underground. Oh, yeah, like and subscribe
4: to West Underground. We <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, like, um, have you, like, guys, at the moment, like, the, the point you're in now, is the strategy for you, like, more, like, still being consistent with the shows or lessening the amount of shows?
1: Um, It was funny you say that because I watched your interview with, I think it was... um. A swift farewell where they were talking about you know just focusing on putting out good songs and and sort of not doing every single show that that came across their that their, their plate so to speak so i think like it's a bit a bit of both for us like we want to play shows because that's you know one of the best ways to you know get your name out there but at the same time we want to make and release um good music in a really strategic way that gets it you know, in the hands of the racket, uh, home and hose, and um, and short, fast, loud. So, I think you know we want to we want to put out a single by February, March, something like that, depending on on Lauren. And how?
6: how <laughs> oh, it's done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we're pretty close. Yeah, I think um, and I think it's good that we had that whole album sort of ready, ready for her to go. Um, mm go nuts on so
6: I made things easier
1: yeah but like I said you know we don't we never want to turn down a show but at the same time we don't want to overbook shows and and do too many shows
6: there also is also that thing of like you know you can't like if you do accept every single show and you play every single weekend then you're going to end up just being that band that plays every weekend so it's like oh we'll catch them next weekend we'll catch yeah. them next weekend kind of thing it's not an event. you want to retain that exclusivity in a
4: sense just so yeah people turn up yeah i think that's a good like you know good to definitely you know play when so that way it's you don't you don't have people doing exactly that you know going mm. well oh, why would i come see you you know mm. yeah you next week yeah. Then... Oh, i'll see
6: him next weekend. that'll be fine
2: yeah yeah <laughs>
4: Yeah, you but want yeah. people to be asking you, when are you guys playing? Do you guys yeah. Play?
1: yeah, so I think we we have like four, four shows booked um, yeah. and I think we'll leave it at that for now unless something, unless like a unicorn falls in our lap, so to speak. But um, yeah, I think um, just keep your eyes and ears peeled for... Some new wow. teaser content. content.
4: <laughs> well, now, are you getting out of Sydney anytime soon? Are you going to go up the, up the north or south coast?
1: It's not not on the cards at the moment. We're definitely um, happy to consider it. Like, I said, if, you know, something were to come across our table that, you know, I think um, the Brisbane shows that we played earlier in the year were a bit taxing on us when it was just the two of us. Yeah. We, we were... We sort of underestimated that and weren't really uh, (laughs) prepared. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because this, this was the perfect time where I needed Lauren there to say, dude, shut the fuck up. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. no,
6: like, before this, um, I, for the past like six or seven months, I've actually been working in management and bookings. So like aside from being in a band, like I've learned so much valuable knowledge and there's just so much shit that you just don't need to do that is just yeah. so unnecessary for your band and for yourself um which is just yeah it's really good but then also it's like the experience is one thing so it would be cool to you know if we're all financially stable like the, yeah. the bonding of a band is also so important so it would be really cool to like tour when we all can financially do it
1: oh yeah just like like,
6: fucking get in a van together and just jam all the time yeah it'll
1: be be so sick like yeah i I know people i've I've always seen like videos of people complaining about being on tour and, and the journey of all that shit i'm like Fuck that. Like, that's yeah, the stuff yeah. that I would love to do, you know? yeah, yeah,
6: unless they're being forced. Like, they ma- are yeah. they like people in labels? Sometimes people are forced to be on tour and they don't want yeah, to. Yeah,
1: unless, like, you're paying back an album oh, no. that you don't want to pay back. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're only getting
6: 15 cents of every dollar that you make.
1: Yeah, that would be. <laughs> but, like, if, you, if you're doing it just for the fun and it's something that you've organised yourself and, yeah. you know, there's a there's a sick local band that wants to bring you up or something like that, we definitely you Know, um, jump on that would be fucking sick. I was, t- I was, I messaged, um, I was talking to Sam from Fangs a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, he was telling me about his tour over in um Japan with his other band. I'm like, dude, I would fucking totally come with you and be your ready if that was going to happen again. <laughs> <There you go.
2: laughs>
4: yeah, man, like, uh, I definitely think it's you know something you got to go you got to go do but when you were playing Queensland did you fly up or did you drive up so I drove
1: up with my wife and my dog and Jay flew up and I just picked him up from the airport so it was one of those things where like I said before we weren't <clears throat> we didn't really know what to expect or what to do like none of us had done that before so we kind of just treated it as like a weekend away with with your mate you know going yeah, yeah. to the, some random bars and stuff <clears throat> but it was it was weird like the venues that we played at for some reason they they you know thought that we were going to be like the big draw and I was like no 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 like you've invited us to play like I, I've hit them up for any dates where we could support and they were like oh no you're we're going to find other people to support you I'm like no 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 like <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> oh, really? there's oh, wow. a bit of a, a misunderstanding that Anyways, we played the shows and they were fun and everyone that came had fun and everyone that played had fun, so yeah.
4: Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Like- um,
6: I've got something to say, just real quick, just, dig- just to digress because that's what I do. I didn't know you had a dog, Nathan. What's your dog?
1: Oh, one moment.
6: <laughs> Wait, yes, can we show dogs? Can we show dogs right now? This is mine. Oh, this is my my he is cute. I can't pick mine up. I'll probably die. Hi,
1: yeah. <laughs> he was just sleeping, so now he's all pissed off. Oh,
6: is he? Oh, he's adorable. No. All right, yep. Yeah, I had I had to I had to yeah. do that anyway. <laughs> well, Sorry, so that,
4: guys. That, is, that is a first. We have we haven't had a like a little dog show on West Underground, so it's <laughs> the
6: first time for everything. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> is it a labradoodle? Uh no, it's a caboodle. A Caputo. Oh, okay. They're the best. Yeah, I love yeah.
1: he's only um, he's like one and a half. Yeah,
4: very cute. Yeah, they're the best dogs. Those like the like. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lauren here, but i I'm, I just have a thing for little dogs.
6: How dare you?
4: Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Just cut I- me out.
6: Cut me out completely. <laughs> when you edit I don't, I don't want to be big, <laughs> dog <anymore. laughs>
4: big, dog, big dogs scare me because like if you ever go to somebody's house and they have like the little little dog it'll be like either like really happy to see you or it'll be like a little bit cranky but the big dogs when it's cranky I'm I'm petrified
6: <laughs> well you'll be happy to hear that my dog is not cranky at all he just sleeps and licks himself
4: yeah, yeah. Well, that's we're, we're, good. <laughs> if you're coming over, <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. Big, big dogs can be fucking scary. One time, I um a uh, a Great Dane, like I kid you not he was so much bigger than me i was sitting down and he just came up to me and he just stared at me and then he started to try and hump me and i was like i literally couldn't hold him back i was like calling out to my mate because it was my mate's dog and i was like save me
2: it was just really intense
6: so yeah (laughs) big dogs are fucking scary sometimes man i will agree
4: scary situation because that's like getting humped by a pony you know (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's not an experience I, I want. Thankfully, no. I haven't had that.
6: <laughs> so you don't have an excuse. I do.
4: Yeah, I, I <laughs> and I own a big dog. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because
4: it's so much like, like what, what, what could you really do in that situation other than scream?
6: yeah that's that's pretty much all i could do and i was like i'm pretty sure i was like you know six pack of beers deep too by this point i was just trying to chill out <laughs> and there's that dog and here i am trying to fucking fend for my life <laughs> this dog, yeah. this giant Great dane but yeah it's cool i i just yelled and then he like came up and like grabbed the dog and tackled him and i was like huh,
4: huh. Thank and then you. i went and
6: i had some more beers
4: <laughs> you'll feel like you need a beer after that
6: yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a traumatizing
4: experience
6: mm. it was pretty crazy
4: yeah and um guys anything like what what's the what's the time oh wow we've been waiting we've on for a
6: while
5: yeah I, did, I didn't realize
4: i was having a good time oh <laughs> 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 uh, that's uh, always when i'm like having fun during these interviews i feel like they just you no. know they just fly, fly by miles,
6: yeah for sure.
4: But um, before we like wrap this up, is there anything that you guys want to, um, you know, mention or plug?
1: Uh, I think just, you know, head over to uh, Teddy Rizzo at, uh, on Instagram uh, and Facebook and you know, give us a like, <laughs> and just keep, keep watching the page because we're going to have some big announcements in the next couple of weeks and uh, for shows. And then, you know, hopefully, like I said earlier, Maybe, like, around February, we'll hopefully... February is, like, the penciled-in time we want to have our first single out. So, you know, we've got the ball rolling on everything. So keep your eyes peeled, Sydney, because we're going to be the next band out there.
4: (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks, Amish.
3: Thank you.